Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Hard Hits Wrestling Podcast. I'm Hitzer. I'm Hardy. This is, I think, our last episode of, of the, the year. year. Should yeah, be, right? Should be lah. And, and Unless we're recording tomorrow or something. No, we're not. Unless something major happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, like some big death or what. Or somebody joins another promotion or something. La. Yeah, like Kenny Omega joins NXT or yeah. some shit like that. Something, Must be that big. La. Something that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth-shatteringly big. If not, this is our last episode of the year. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Because there are no more shows for the rest of the year. Nope. Royal Rumble is next January, so yeah. Wrestle, good, Wrestle Kingdom is not till January fourth. Uh, the next NXT Takeover is not till January twelfth. Blackpool, right? Yes. Blackpool correct. two. Yes. So this is the end of the year. This is the end. Which means, what better way to cap off the year than to with a list? With a list, you know, <laughs> we all we all do lah. It's yeah. not the list of Jericho. It's the list of hot hits. Yeah, man. Where we reverse it and we're talking about the best matches of the year. Mm. So what we're gonna do is, uh, each of us individually, we will name our Top five best five matches of 2019. Yes. Uh, the catch is that neither Hardy nor me have told each other what our lists Not are. All. So there may be some overlap, yeah. but that is to avoid, you know, influencing each other yeah, or yeah. biasness and things like that. Doesn't matter if overlaps. It just, you know. Of course, I then yeah. then all the more all Reason. the more proof that it really was yeah. an amazing match. Yeah. You know. Um, do you have any honorable mentions before you want to kick it off, or do you just want? No, I, I, I just did the top five. Just did the top five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, honorable mentions: Tyson Fury versus. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, if you want, if you want to label a match worst of the year, <laughs> worst of the year, that one definitely. We have to mention Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman at WWE Crown, Crown Jewel. Jewel. Uh, I mean, honorable mentions for that also mm-hmm. uh, has to be the Fiend Bray Wyatt oh, yeah, versus Seth, Seth Rollins in uh, Hell in a Hell Cell 2019. Yeah. So those were some of the worst, worst. matches of the year. Yeah. We're gonna those are w- things not to do. Not to do. N- never to do. Nope. Uh, in the case of Rollins and Bray Wyatt, I mean, nothing wrong with their wrestling. It's just the booking. Yeah, that's really booking. So that yeah. that's a d- different way to look at it, lah. In terms of Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury, it's just there was just shit, lah. Exactly. Uh, no matter how objective or subjective you're gonna approach wrestling, yeah, some things are just factually rubbish. Uh. I agree. And Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury versus yeah. factually rubbish. Yeah. I mean. I cannot find a person who is a wrestling fan who was thrilled by those matches okay. at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've talked to so many people, right? And mm-hmm. everybody is a unanimous thing. I feel definitely, man. Yeah. All right, okay. Mm. Uh, let's kick it off with your number, number five, five of the best five matches of twenty nineteen. Okay, so I put in on number five Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan on Friday Night SmackDown. Friday Night SmackDown, of course, on the second ad- of November. The uh, famous NXT Takeover of yes. uh. Oh, actually, you know, the only reason we got Crown that Jewel. was because of Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah, the so shenanigans. So some good things did happen. Out exactly. Of that, you know, <laughs> um, why was Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole your number five? I, it's just the the dream matchness, you know. That it just had that very. Um, do you remember that SmackDown and how just uh, it felt chaotic, chaotic, and just felt so um, believable. You know? um, the thing that comes across from chaos is uh, a lot of the things that happen uh, is organic, like organic. It feels, yes, there's a word. It feels sorry. fresh. It feels yes, new. Yes. Um, it isn't as a uh, pre-planned uh, uh, as the usual. Because there's no sense. There was no build-up. No nothing. It mm. was just this. Let's go. Let's see how how they do. You know. Mm. And when you have these two talented individuals, right, who are considered you know the small guys, you know, who of are course, not of course. the usual Vince McMahon trope, mm. right? The top guys from ROH from different eras. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan from before and then Adam Cole and just then recently. Adam Cole, 2015-ish. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So this was something that when when it happened, you just, you, you were just left with your mouth open, you know? 
Mm. Um, I can't even remember who won actually. Uh, Adam Cole. Won. Adam Cole clean. Won. Yeah, clean. Then O'Brien put in Woven Clean, yes, which, yes. which adds a bit more points to the correct to the yeah. NXT thing, lah. You know the yeah. whole the the whole idea of the invasion, lah. Quote mm. unquote, lah. Um, so again, this match just got me so excited to to see what was in store for SmackDown, lah. Mm-hmm. And what was to be, you know, the future of NXT, lah, mm-hmm. as the third brand, lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just love this match from top to bottom. I I I just and a lot of it was just the two people in the ring, lah. Definitely, you know, and 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 just the circumstances of it all and how it came together. It was just so beautifully and organically done, like as you said. Yeah. Um. Do you know how like a lot of the main roster shows I'm talking about Raw and SmackDown? Yeah. Like, I know NXT is now considered the third brand too. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. But for differentiations, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna call it the main roster. How a lot of the main roster main events? Yes. Are like you know ten man tags or four man tags for a long time. Yes. Like, in in the beginning, you know, somebody will have a singles match, then interference, yes. blah blah blah. No finish, no nothing. Then yeah. just random, you know. Uh, this was the first Friday night. Smackdown or Monday Night Raw main events that legitimately felt like a main event. A main event, correct. Not only for a main event for just a regular show, a main mm. event that could headline any pay per view in the world, yeah. regardless of whatever talent is on that card. Like, yeah. This is a main event level match. They delivered a uh, main event level skill. Yep. Main event level psychology. Yep. Uh, it took a while, you know. I think it was the last half an hour, include, yeah, it uh, was. excluding it commercial got breaks. A lot of breathing room. Yeah. What what a brilliant showcase. Uh, and a nice introduction for Adam Cole to the main roster. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, um, this is my number five. Very nice. Uh, very nice SmackDown mm-hmm. WWE. Okay. Uh, my number five. Uh, this is the the only um tag match okay. that I have uh in my list. It is from NXT. Uh, November twentieth, uh, two thousand nineteen. It is the revival versus the undisputed era. Once again, oh. part of the um, Survivor Series yes, build up yes, also. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had been so long since the Revival got to strut their stuff in a 30 plus minute match uh, with classic wrestling psychology. Um, I've mentioned it a lot of times before. I think Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly were the substitutes uh, for the Revival once they moved up to yeah. the main roster. Yeah. The NXT brand has always been strong in terms of the tag divisions, yep. but you know, the undisputed era were always at the top. Correct. So it's nice to meet. Uh, it's nice for the two like different eras, Different era, exactly. Yeah. It's a bit like uh, the ROH history match yeah, we're talking exactly. about, you know. Um, so the revival, just a masterclass of uh clinical psychology. Ooh, yes. Uh, one of the most exciting tag team matches I think I've seen this decade or or just in my life in general. But you have. Yeah. I'm have, sorry. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. It's my number four. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so just nice. We were talking about it. We will combine it. <laughs> yeah, we will combine, combine it. it. The revival of the undisputed era was just that good. I mean, so yeah. what? What made it your number four then? Uh, just this, just again, uh, a similar kind of uh, situation. Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. The one like, I can't believe I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it. It took so long for us to actually get the revival to be. You know, not just, um, because they were being wasted. In mm. the main roster for so long, couple of years now, right? You know, yeah. and and we're like, oh man, su- such great wrestlers not doing anything significant. Mm. Um, they were getting stupid side gags, you know, the Usos were, and all the that. Usos, and later the New Day, you know, with yeah. the, all the itching powder lah, yeah. getting like pie put in their faces, you know. Mm. Was, I I get, I understand the pratfalls, I understand the comedy and all that, but they were not being given the 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 time to shine until you know. That 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 whole series of uh, matches they had lah, mm-hmm. you know, to the build up to Survivor Series was great lah, mm-hmm. and I and and this again same thing. It was like I'm just so appreciative and I loved it and the quality was just dripping from every competitor for, from both teams from la. both teams. Um, this was this is this I think is uh a perfect 
tag team wrestling match. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, whenever somebody kind of hears me complain about AEW's vision for tag team wrestling, yeah, and and why I don't like it, like this is the match I would show you nah, to, yeah. to 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 kind of exemplify what I uh, what I prize and what I treasure what about. Yeah. Oh, my preference, preference? for tag team yeah, wrestling, yeah, yeah. This match, I think, if you had shown this match. In the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it 2000s, work. 2010s, yeah. it is. This is a timeless match yeah. that will work in any era. Yeah, uh, and that's the the timelessness of classic tag team wrestling. It's something that I think has kind of been forgotten by a lot of the younger guys. Yeah, uh, which is weird to say that because the revival and undisputed era are sort of, sort of younger guys too, lah. Yeah, but they, they they feel like they are mm. very. I mean, revival especially the whole old schoolness. Sure, you know of their. But their, I mean, their, the revival pulled out. There were top rope moves here. The, there were. the revival did top rope splashes. Uh, Dash did the tornado DDT, yes, yeah. you know, things like that, lah. But so, those are classics which are updated. See, correct, correct, yeah. correct. So you can incorporate modern independent wrestling uh, move sets within old school psychology, mm-hmm. and this is the perfect marriage of the two, la, and, and that's why my that's why that's my number five, and that's your number four, number four, brilliant. Okay, uh, my number four uh, comes from Japan. Mm-hmm. It is a New Japan's Pro Wrestling uh, Best of Super Junior 26 Finals oh. between uh, Will Osprey and Shingo Takagi. Oh, that's such a good match. This was this was uh the best match I think coming out of New Japan this year. Yes, definitely. I think uh Will Osprey has always been on our, on our radar, radar. As, as one of the top uh, guys yeah. in the world, yeah. la, yes, uh, yes, despite yes. what Seth Rollins is. Yeah. Uh, but this was the first match that showed me that he uh, had the psychology correct behind his uh, astounding. Aerial offense, lah. He is the aerial assassin, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. you know him as a spot fest guy, uh, dating back to his much maligned match against Ricochet from way back in the day. That was like proto Will Osprey and Ricochet. Correct, correct. Like, yeah. I felt that was so early on where they, I mean, even though they've been wrestling for years bef- uh, prior to that moment, mm-hmm. I felt that what we they are today and what they were then mm-hmm. so much different. Correct, yeah. yeah. And, and I think this was the match for me where Will Osprey surpassed. Uh, Ricochet yeah. as as a better wrestler for me, like, yeah. just because of the psychology of this match, yeah. how he took his time, how everything built up, how whenever he did throw a crazy maneuver, it was only when it mattered and mm-hmm. and in uh, s- momentum shifting like moments, lah, yeah. you know, uh, things that really grab your attention rather than just spamming those moves. Correct. Um, similarly for Shingo Takagi, who offers such a uh, contrast to Will Osprey style yes, yes. because uh, Shingo Takagi is a very gritty brawling powerful kind of wrestler mm-hmm. um, so it it adds a nice uh, contrasting dynamic between two very very talented guys who maybe haven't gotten the shine uh, that they deserve in NJPW or in the eyes of fans worldwide yeah. because uh, this was Shingo Takagi's Shingo Takagi himself is a veteran yeah, you know been, but yeah. like this was the match that really broke out shine him. both of these guys as 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 top stars, mm-hmm. lah, and an argument could be made in any other list that, or in any other year that this would have been the number one. You yeah, know? It, it just speaks to the strength of uh, match quality that we've seen this year in 2019 Correct. What was your What's your number three? So my number three is Will Ospreay. Okay, taking on Kota Ibushi, Kota Ibushi. for the never overweight or uh, open weight title mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Wrestle Kingdom 13. Yeah, yeah, way back in January. In January, so this really just uh, this was the start of that whole. Or oh, this is maybe the midpoint of the Will Ospreay run, lah. Mm-hmm. I felt, and this was because uh, the, the the year before he really had a bunch of great matches also. Yeah. And it just continued on to this year. Mm-hmm. So again, and Kota Ibushi being one of my favorite guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, and such a stalwart talent, mm-hmm. having these two guys just go crazy during Wrestle Kingdom, such a big nice event, and I just loved it, lah. Same. You know? Um, it showcased 
the I mean it showcased the dynamic nature of Will Ospreay mm-hmm. and also the very subtle uh, ring psychology that you know we always criticized him like two years ago or three years ago like, we yeah. suddenly you know like the match with, with Takagi and the match with Kota Ibushi mm-hmm. all this this little little like um, tidbits of like psychology and taking his time and like um, what's that like marinating in the moves you know not just marinating yeah, yeah not yeah, just yeah. spamming it just it's so cleverly placed everything was done mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean Kota Ibushi was just the perfect partner for this match I felt yeah and um, and again Kota with his own facial expressions with his own selling mm-hmm. and you know he, he just put Will, Will Osprey over you know in this match mm-hmm. um It was just so beautifully. To- it was just so beautiful when, when you have high flyers take a moment to just do proper psychology. Correct. You know what I mean? Because both of them can fly. Both of them can can hit the most fucked up maneuvers you can think of. Mm-hmm. But still, it sold me lah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think um, Kota coming from uh, a DDT background. Yeah. Uh, where he kind of specialized in comedy wrestling back before his NJPW days, mm. and of course Will Osprey kind of known as a spot fast guy back mm. in the day. Um, these last couple of years have really showcased what a well-rounded talents both, yeah, of, them both are, of them are. They yeah. can do nearly every kind of genre. Yeah. Um, if they want to ground it, they can because they both have. I mean, Osprey comes from the British scene. Correct. Like he knows how to grapple. As does. does Ibushi. You know. Yeah. If they want to do comedy, they can do comedy. If they can do spot fest, they want to do spot. If you combine all of them into a classical match, yeah. such as this one that you're talking about, Wrestle Kingdom 13, they can do that too. They can, exactly. Mm. So that's my number three. La. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, my number three comes from uh, earlier in the year, mm. um, in April, um, NXT TakeOver New York. Ooh, uh, which one? Two out of three falls match between Johnny Gargano oh. and Adam Cole. Not the second two out of three falls match. No, I know, I know. Not the one with the cage and the weapons yeah. and all that, yeah. uh, which was great, mind you, yes, also. Yes, yes, yes. Had, uh, had a bit of psychology issues in that one, so that yeah. one like, kind of knocked it down for mm. me, you know, because of uh, Johnny Gargano's intentional disqualification and yeah. then they didn't take advantage of that. Yes, this is the second match, right? No, the first one. Oh, this is the first one. The first one, yeah, I didn't like the second match. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. the second match with the cage and the weapons and all that. Second match was where? Second match was in uh, NXT TakeOver 25. 25, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not the Toronto one, right? Uh, I I kind of forgot. Uh, yeah, I think there's one more. What what the location was? Yeah, okay, man, right. But that was NXT Takeover 25. But this is the first one at NXT Takeover New York without the cage, without mm, the, without mm. Johnny Gargano's intentional disqualification of a chair, and then he never takes advantage of the intentional disqualification, so it doesn't yeah. make sense, lah. This this is the first one from NXT Takeover okay, New York. Okay, got it. Yep, yeah, yep. Um, I think this was Gargano's best match of the year. Yeah. Uh, and strangely enough, also Adam Cole's best match of the year. And yeah. and, and if you if you okay. think about The number of quality matches these guys these guys put on yeah. um, on such a regular basis, day in day out. I know Gargano has been injured over the last maybe few months, so he hasn't uh-huh. been as active. But I think Johnny Gargano, if you look back on our list from the last three four years, you always find one Gargano match, if not five Gargano matches in our yeah. top five. You know, but this year Gargano says Adam Cole really showcased what what NXT was all about lah. Yeah. A lot of people were very worried after Finn Balor left and and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens mm-hmm. and and Adrian Neville and all of that, you know, like who would the next generation be? Yeah. Uh, and and Gagano has really stepped up to to take the Mr. NXT or Mr. Takeover mantle. And this was the night where I felt that Adam Cole took over that mantle from Johnny Gagano. Yeah. Because Adam Cole Prior to this match, he had a lot of spectacular matches, but this was my first five-star match from him. Uh, and with a dance partner as good as Johnny Gugano. Hard to fuck it up. Yeah. This, this was a five-stars for me. <laughs> um, a, maybe a bit of a slight knock on it was maybe too many false finishes towards yeah. the end. Which is kind of a knock with 
every mini event match that you'll see on here lah. Yeah. But it's just kind of become a staple. But it still could. St- I mean, at that moment in time, it still got you excited. It was still, you know, mm-hmm. it still got you in that moment lah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's funny because my <laughs> number two. Yeah. <laughs> my number two is Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, from NXT. Toronto. Oh, Toronto. So there's a third one. Third one, right? Yeah. Right, right, so right, the right, second right. one, I agree. So I had, I agreed. It was a bit weird. Okay. Yeah, but I, I felt that the second one was, uh, the third one, right, mm-hmm. was also a two out three falls match. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me for the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. The one that Adam Cole defeated uh, Johnny Gargano. Yep. That was a forty six minute, crazy, just all out. Um. Oh, this is the one I'm talking about. Also, oh, we are talking about the same match. No, 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 no. This is the one I didn't like. Oh wait, no. I thought it's the twenty-five that you didn't like. Uh, twenty-five was fine with me. Like it wasn't special. It was g- very good. Uh, but yeah, the Toronto one I didn't quite like so much. But go on, it's okay. Well, I like the twenty-five. I like the Toronto one. Okay. <coughs> I thought the twenty-five one was a bit, a bit weird. But okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Uh, again, I felt that this this was the culmination of you know such a long ass um. Feud lah. Mm-hmm. So this this match for me had a lot of story behind it. Had a lot of um, had a lot of uh, history, mm. right? <coughs> and I felt that this was the next stage for Johnny Gargano to you know move on to something else. But f- to solidify, I felt solidifying Adam Cole as the guy for NXT moving mm-hmm. forward. Because after this, then you know you had Adam Cole going to you know. Um, <coughs> I mean the whole undisputed era dominating the the scene like essentially you know being tag champs being um mm-hmm. um being uh, North American champs mm-hmm. and being um NXT champ yeah going on into Survivor Series going on into War Games and all that so they had a lot of shine and I felt that this match just kind of solidified it mm-hmm. uh, okay it's a bit sports heavy lah uh, sports f- that wasn't my issue with it yeah but I felt that. There was enough uh, uh psychology to 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 keep me entertained lah. Uh, okay. I I hated this match. I thought it had no psychology. <coughs> I thought the second fall where it was a street fight went on for way too long. I thought mm. Gagano using the chair to hit Adam Cole to get an intentional disqualification in a two or three falls match. Therefore, I like that, you know that, him yeah. losing one fall and then he didn't take advantage of it by getting the next fall yeah, or yeah, pinning yeah. him immediately. It makes no sense. Okay. You know, towards the end, uh, the last fifteen minutes when the bar wire steel cage came down, yeah, that was really great, like, yeah. I, I, I love the spots. My issue wasn't the spots. It just mm-hmm. it felt, uh, we, strangely to me, like it felt bereft of psychology for two guys who are known for psychology, la. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, huh? yeah. Coughing. I don't know. Something stuck in my throat. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I felt different though for this match. Mm-hmm. I felt that this match, um, because of the, 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 you know, the cage coming down and all that. I felt that they had to do how you say yeah uh, it's like a suspense of disbelief mm-hmm. at you know the one when I, I felt like Johnny played that character very well okay. where he did something stupid because he wasn't thinking you know correctly lah mm-hmm. and so you know getting disqualified lah right mm-hmm. no no but he wasn't angry he he looked like he had a plan like he smiled at the camera he winked and it's like yeah this is intentional and he didn't go for the pin after the uh, after the uh, mm. after the chair shot lah. Wow. It wasn't an emotional thing that he did. Uh. Can't remember now. 
Why did I? This was this was to me on this entire card which I'm looking at. Right, this mm. was the third best match of the night. The best match was Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. The I second best match was uh, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. In fact, no, it's the fourth best match. The third best match is Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. Oh, I forgot track. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this wasn't this wasn't even special to me. I don't know. I thought this was the launching. The, the, this was that solidifying moment, especially you know after the, he won and all that stuff. Okay. Um, just the spectacle of the match, lah. Okay. Itself that, that caught my attention for me. All right, all right. Yeah, that's why I liked it, and I ranked it quite high, lah. Number three, two, oh, three, three. Okay, that was number three. Uh, yeah. number f- two for me. Um, is the one and only entry from uh All Elite Wrestling. Uh, brand new promotion coming out. Uh, this year AEW Double or Nothing. Hey, sorry, sorry. That's number two. Correct, correct, correct. Sorry. This number two. This number two. two. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was a bit confused. I thought. Yeah, my okay. bad, my bad. All right, all right. Uh, my number two comes from AEW, as I mentioned. Uh, mm. one of the biggest pay per views of the year, Double or Nothing, is the famous, <coughs> uh, extremely bloody match between uh Cody and Dustin Rhodes, the brother versus brother. Um, incredible. Probably Cody's best match of all time. Uh, aided a lot by the the <laughs> glorious use of color by Dustin Rhodes bleeding. You know. Um. Yeah, I mean, some people criticize like maybe the blood was a bit excessive, but I don't think he even he expected him. Nope. Uh, he, even Dustin expected for his whole body to just be covered in blood, in in red liquid. You know, it, it was gnarly. It was brutal. It had the sense of realism that old school, uh, new um National Wrestling Alliance matches had. Um, it felt, it felt gritty. Yeah. Um, a lot of the modern matches. Um, even my favorite NXT uh has this complaint. Uh. A lot of my a lot of my favorite modern matches do not have that sense of uh fight. It feels mm. too choreographed. It feels mm. too clean. They feel too well trained. The moves are too smooth. You yeah. know, uh, Cody versus Dustin felt like a fight. You know, it did. I remember this fight really, really well. Yeah. Um, and <coughs> I think it helped you um like Cody a bit more. Well, I already loved him from his uh, Nick Aldis Nick match from uh, yeah. last year, last year. Yeah. where he won the NWA World Championship. When they had a prize fight kind of feel. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what it was. Oh, all in. All in. It was all in. Yeah. Yes, correct. They had the entrances and all that, like as they do boxes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was quite cool. Yeah. But this match just, oh, this match was crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, the color yes added the fact. I mean, it helped that that Dustin was wearing red, lah. Yeah, um, but half his face was uh, painted red. Yeah. The other half was like blood, blood red. red. Yeah, <laughs> so his face was just red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know whether it was intentional or not, but it was, it was uh, wonderful. I, I think it wasn't. It was, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional. Either. But goddamn, this was so raw and visceral and just n- nothing like it the entire year, mm-hmm. where you just were agape. You know, like how beautiful the story was. You know the whole two brothers thing. You know mm-hmm. the whole uh, rivalry. The reconciliation at the end. And the reconciliation. Perfect ending you know? for a match. And yeah. then it will springboard another story mm. in, into the future, lah. Um, but this match kind of like <laughs> solidified um, <coughs> AEW that look we are not just uh, we are not just a one tone company, lah. Mm-hmm. That we have many many varieties of it, lah. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that was the early days, lah. You know when we were still very hopeful of uh, the, mm. the product, lah. Well, I mean, we're te- still very hopeful. Technically, it's uh, their first pay per view, right? So yeah, we had yes. we had every right to be hopeful about everything. Yeah, and it was it was great. This was great. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Oh, uh, this was your number two. This was my number two. God damn. Yeah, I rated it very very highly. All right. Uh, what was your number one match of the year? I think this is not a surprise. Yeah. Tyler Bate and Walter. Tyler Bate versus Walter. NXT takeover. Uh, NXT UK, UK takeover. Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, we back in February, I think. I think so. L- at least at the at the beginning of the year, like yeah, the yeah. first quarter. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah. This this was this until now. Mm-hmm. This what? 
Uh, I mean, just okay. To... Recency bias because I rewatched the match recently. <laughs> okay, but at the same time, not recency bias because this was so long, long ago. Long ago, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, there are plenty of newer matches that I've also yeah. rewatched that didn't catch my eye the same way that this. But goddamn, this match. Yeah. Uh, to to spoil the suspense, this is my number one match as well. Oh shit! Tyler Beat versus Walter NXT take NC UK takeover card. There's just something about this my match, number one right? match of the year. Yeah. They just worked on every single level. Mm. The the way Tyler Beat um sold Walter. Big man, big man, little man. Yeah. Uh, but weirdly stronger little man. Strong, a uh, very strong a very small str- man, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, it is is this weird imagery that I had uh last time back in the day in the days of like World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was this <coughs> bunch of uh Jewish people, um Jewish men who protected themselves from Nazis by you know learning how to uh fight martial arts lah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like the badju, yeah, the <laughs> no, but they're all small no, little I, I, slight I, people, like, You know, but is isn't that the ba- the joke with the badju? Yes, yes, a small yes. guy. Yeah, <laughs> by right, like, by yeah. yeah, they change it to Eli. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Who Eli? What Eli Drake? <laughs> Eli Drake. <laughs> anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, but you know, um, it just reminded me of that kind of like small guy, big guy, but like this weird, um, uh. Underdog mm. story lah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was displayed so well just because of the size difference of the two guys. Mm. You know, this is something that you cannot get in any other sport. Like you know, combat any combat sports, like you can't get in boxing, you can't get in the UFC. Mm. You can sometimes get it in like jujitsu tournaments and all that, where you know oh, absolute uh, weights and yeah. all that stuff. But it's so rare to see this this kind of like big guy small guy dynamic and mm-hmm. to to see it beautifully executed mm. for like a good forty six minutes. You know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so yeah, um, Walter comes off as just this imperial, powerful Austrian behemoth, mm-hmm. and Walter. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, and and Tyler comes off as this, um, scrappy. Uh, he's kind of, uh strong, mm-hmm. and just oh. never. Never yeah. say die. Like also fueled by the home crowd. You yeah, know, yeah exactly. It, it was the classical pro wrestling, lah. Yeah, there were so many elements which just worked, right? Mm, yeah, like yeah. the smaller baby face fueled by the home crowd. Correct. Uh, more technically sound, faster, savvier, surprisingly strong. Walter, the foreign juggernaut, coming in, just slapping around the hometown boy. But also surprisingly moves fast on his feet. Yeah, you know? I mean the, the 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 surprise of Tyler Bate was that he could match Walter for strength. The surprise of Walter he was that he, speed. he could match the speed and and aerial. Um, awareness yeah. of, of Tyler Bate yeah. So this was just The perfect match All around yep. um, It was given time to breathe um, Nearly a quarter of an hour yeah, man. You know um, Not a single second wasted nope. um, I love how Every one of Walter's Chops Strikes just Submission attempts The Boston Crabs The Half Crabs yeah. The Kipler Crossface yeah. um, Everything that Walter did Felt very very snug in, in, not, not in tight. the w- Exactly yeah. Is that Exact opposite of uh, John Cena's uh, STF, right? Yeah. You know where you know you can. There's a lot of space. Yeah, you can see like literally uh, so much real estate between his arm and the yeah. neck. You know, where ev- everything that Walter did felt like fifty percent was like locked in, la. like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if he just like crank it a bit, he would rip his head off. You know. <coughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. The, the way that Tyler bit uh, milked every time that he went for a power move, whether he went for a suplex or whether he went for an exploder. Yes. yes. You know, like, oh, he failed five, six times and then mm-hmm. when he finally hits it, you know, he has, he has the, he has an incredible pop. Mm-hmm. The kind of pop that like, you know, like 10 destroyers in a match would never get. Like, mm. And just from a simple suplex, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and the way that, um, 
the timing of the suplexes, right? Yeah. Where to execute the suplex? Yeah. You you know you had to build that story and how they both built that story. Yeah. To those moments were near perfect. Yeah. You know, I there was very very little botches in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so much crowd investment, and you know, and as an audience member, when we were watching this, I mm-hmm. remember we were just glued throughout the thing. Even mm-hmm. though it was a second viewing, because we I viewed it when we we watched it together, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just. Watching it again yep. for the one th- the second time lah. Yeah. But again, just glued to it because we were like, "How is this match so perfect?" Yeah, I you mean, it, it's the ideal match because it has elements of classical British wrestling in Correct. it. Correct. It has elements of old school sixties NWA in it. Definitely. Correct. It also has elements of Japanese wrestling in it, just because of how snug, mm. strong, styley they are. And of course, the finish that they use is a class. A, a Japanese trope that is, isn't even used in Japan anymore. It was from the 50s. It's called the fighting spirit trope. Where one guy kicks out from a finisher at one. He builds up all his energy just to kick out of that. You know, his last hurrah. Either he wins or he doesn't. He doesn't. But the next time he gets hit, he gets spinned. Yeah. So he, uh, Tyler Bate kicks out uh, from a giant, gigantic power bomb at one. He did. And then Walter is is, is aghast. He doesn't know what ha- what's happened. Mm-hmm. Tyler Bate is building up, building up. You know, you would think that this is the this is the comeback. The comeback Walter yeah. hits him with one just simple clothesline. The the it match helped. ended with a clothesline. It did. And then Tyler uh, and then Tyler was pinned. Mm-hmm. That was that is the fighting spirit trope which I haven't seen in like so long. Uh, <laughs> and it worked because. He's out of energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he couldn't do anything. Really. Everything about this match was logical, makes sense. Uh, move sets that uh, pretty much any competent wrestler can do. Can, you know, yeah. Nothing too special about but it, it's right? When you do it, it's when you do it. How yeah. you do it? What's the story behind? What the move is? Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, what a what a brilliant what a classic. Match. Yeah, yeah my, this was number one, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. This yeah. Year. Um, I did want to I wanted to find space inside But I mean since I couldn't I'll just give an honor mention From the same NXT uh, Takeover Toronto Yushirai uh, vs. Candice Oh that was a good one Was my favorite uh, Women's match of the year Definitely um, I mean so many Yushirai matches were. Yushirai yeah. uh, was like The Adam Cole This year Of NXT Yeah Definitely I mean And Candice Ray herself You know Weirdly Oh my god This Adam yeah, Cole Yeah, yeah, yeah Adam Cole again. Cole again. <laughs> <laughs> And then we got to talk about like the the two war games matches also, mm. which were just mwah, spectacular. Yeah. Um, man, uh, and and most recently, super recency bias. Uh, if you want to talk about women's wrestling, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley just last week. Oh, that was brilliant. Too. Uh, where Rhea Ripley finally cashed in a whole in. momentum. You know, yeah. we see the crowd in the ring. What a what a great occasion. What a great, yeah. And also the first time ever that NXT beat AEW Dynamite. They have beaten it, uh, in total viewership numbers before. They have beaten AEW in total viewership uh-huh. numbers, yeah, but yeah, they've yeah. never beaten them in the eighteen to forty nine demographic and lower lah. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that they not only had more viewers, but they beat them in every in demo, de- yeah. every single demo. So this was the first clean, straight out win that either company has had over each other. You know, because uh, I mean, I know AEW likes to make fun of NXT because uh, NXT's primary demographic is fifty and over. Mm-hmm. You can tell uh, from like kind of their booking. It's yeah. very like mid south wrestling. <laughs> you know? Like what what is the age group that enjoys this kind of thing? I'm not fifty lah, but like I, But we I, still enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy it as well. And I enjoy AW too lah. But neither company has had a clean sweep. A la. clean sweep over all their most lah. This is the first time. Yeah, but I think after that AEW did recapture the numbers though. No, they didn't. They they, they had no show this week. <coughs> that show was last week. The show there was no this week there was no AEW. Eh? Oh no no no, sorry, sorry, I was talking okay, no, my bad. 
No, that one. I missed. I mistake. I misspoke. It was the last hit to hit of the year. Yeah, it was last hit to hit. Correct. Uh, this week NXT had a show, but pre-taped. Pre-taped. Uh, and AW had no show. No so if they want to recapture, it will have to be next week. Next week. Yeah. Or oh, at the very least, uh, January first, lah. New Year's mm. Day is when the they will be airing. Are shows. they having a show? Yeah, they're having a show. Okay. They promoted quite. They promoted it quite heavily, lah. I've been a bit uh, disconnected. Oh. All my work. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think is the the worst uh worst part of pro wrestling this year? Like, what is the thing that you hated the most? The really? thing that like if you could erase from the annals of pro wrestling history, what was the thing that you would erase? I mean, I was gonna say Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. but they kind of Seth Rollins co- not right. No, no, no. I mean, no, it I mean wasn't too egregious. Like, no, not bad, him, yeah. not him. Yeah. But I mean, not him per se, lah. But I kind. of the course corrected it really. Correct, yeah. He's yeah. booking, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But booking. it wasn't too egregious Not even him. when he was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, um, <clears throat> I would love to have erased Crown Jewel okay. from existence. Yeah. That I felt was so unnecessary and just... Meh. You know, I, I felt that, uh, you know, the debut of Tyson Fury could have done way better and you could have gotten a really good match if it wasn't at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Uh... Same with uh with the debut of um what's his name, MMA guy, Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez. Yeah, <laughs> you know I felt he, his debut also was kind of wasted mm-hmm. on Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. That match was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Remember how much this it was ridiculous, right? I'm not making this up, right? The but it was uh, a <coughs> I should like that match. The MMA style of the match, how how realistic it seemed. Oh wait, he got Kimura, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I actually I like the match itself. So. I don't know. I just. <sighs> Wanted more, okay. But then again, what what was I supposed to expect, right, mm. from a Brock Lesnar Kane Velasquez match? Mm, yeah, right. They're, they're, they're covering up for Kane Velasquez, Kane Velasquez's psychology weaknesses in a one on one match yeah. by doing a shorter MMA style match. Right? I thought Be- it was perfectly yeah. booked because Triple R they did the whole like nine thousand people in the match. Well, it was a three on three, like six people. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you know, but it was a lot of clowns and a lot of like um a mm-hmm. lot of places where he could be um everybody Protected else could, could cover him up, like. Yeah. I guess, I guess. Alright. Uh, I think Crown Jewel, uh, just basically Crown Jewel. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the good thing was like Mansour mm-hmm. versus Cesaro. Yeah, but be, that's why I wouldn't say Crown yeah. Jewel uh, because Mansour versus Cesaro was an incredible match. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think the one thing I would definitely erase 100% was the uh, Bobby Lashley Lana storyline. Oh, what the hell? Definitely. I'm la. so sorry. Yeah. I think that's the worst part of the WWE this year. La. I totally forgot about it. Thank you. Of course you forget about it because we have reported <coughs> it. <coughs> You know, children repress trauma, and, 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 and we repress. <laughs> no, but all this shit on it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I all this so angry. I message you. I this serious right now. It's a. But I mean, it's. And it's then you will message me. I didn't watch, bro. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, we we took for granted that this was shit, la, So we didn't like yeah. think about it. We just took for granted that it, it was rubbish, la. It was. I mean, another thing that I probably would like them to do better was once again Seth Rollins' booking this year for such a talented wrestler with such a great. He's such a great wrestler. What one of the best professional wrestlers of this modern era, and for him to have been used in such a careless way, yeah, uh, it's unforgivable. Like this, this guy should be a way bigger star than he is right now. Yeah. Uh, some of it is through his own fault, you know, mm. stuff that he tweets, stuff that he says. But luckily, yeah. they've kind of leaned into it and made it into an angle. And so, now it looks brilliant. So I think twenty twenty will be a great year for Seth Rollins, a year for him to recapture that magic. Yeah. yeah. That piece of shit architect. Yeah. Archetype. Um, secondly, I think I wish NWA didn't fire Jim Cornette over yeah, me too. kinda, I, I kinda semi ambiguous racist remarks. I mean they could have handled it better, lah. He they, they could have apologized or something, but the, out, to apologize. the the outright firing and everything was just uh not 
not cool lah because he was one of the best parts of NWA. Lah. NWA is a great promotion still. I, with I, or I, without him, but yeah, they, it's only without his commentary. There's something major. There's a major ingredient. <laughs> no, I think I agree with you on that. No, yeah, <laughs> just because Cornet not only adds that color that we, we we expect, right? Yeah, but just on that that it wasn't as egregious as I think it was. Yeah, right. I see it was a bit tasteless mm-hmm. and tactless lah. Yeah. But I felt that if he was to given an opportunity to apologize for it, mm-hmm. I think he would have. Correct. And just yeah. moved on lah. Yeah. You know, and he has that old school voice that makes sense in mm-hmm. the NWA uh, system lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It would be sorely missed, you're right. Yeah. I know, yeah. And, and and lastly, just uh, this is the entire package, person, wrestling, story, and everything oh, no. that I want, like gone from wrestling. Baron Corbin. Uh, well, he's, he's actually fine. He yeah, he does fine. he does his huge job quite well. Actually, yeah. the reason I hate him is legit heat lah. It's fine. <laughs> um, the the thing that I want most gone from pro wrestling, uh, is Enzo Amore. Huh? Uh, That's still happening. Enzo, yeah lah. He's all over the indies. He's calling out mm. people. He tried to stab Joe Janela in the locker room. Oh, I remember that. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, just I just want Enzo Amore gone. Like forever lah. Just go disappear. His rap album. His rap album failed. Uh, he called out. Uh, fuck, I forgot who he called. Tamatonga. Uh, they were trying to like set up an angle. He showed up at ROH, you know, for an unscheduled thing. Um, yeah, I just, I just want Enzo Morigon uh, or NZO as he's known. As, NZO. As, yeah, Enzo. Can you imagine he becomes the next star of ROH? Well, I mean, ROH. To be fair, ROH desperately needs a talker. Exactly. So I mean, they could do worse than Enzo lah. But if they want me to watch, then I won't lah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. From a business standpoint, I actually wouldn't mind it, right? Because they they need all the help they can get. Like if they can get Enzo and Cass and all the heat that they bring with them, I think from a business standpoint, it makes sense. From a personal standpoint, I don't like it. Mm. I mean, I hope Cass does recover from you know his own things and his own demons and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because Cass has always been you know he has demons lah. Mm-hmm. He's um you know, <coughs> certain um substance abuse stuff right mm. alcoholism. And I always call stuff. him the 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 new Scott Hall. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you all know why, lah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't really say. <laughs> oh, it's very open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, Anto Murray is just weird, now. Mm-hmm. But Cass, I feel, is less of a pain than Anto. Mm-hmm. Anto's way more of a pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those times, you know, all those those um, him trying. It feels like he's trying to make himself relevant again, mm. and. It's not really that work. It's not working that well, lah. Okay, last one, last one. Yeah, last one. What do you think is the most wasted opportunity of 2019? <coughs> Something that you thought like could have been major, but like it was bungled in a in an unforgivable way, like a a storyline that could have been big, uh, a wrestler that could have been huge, but they just like couldn't pull the trigger. Shorty G, Shorty G. Yeah. Wasted, wasted, wasted. talent, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I do agree. I, I Chad Gable. I mean, it, sorry, I'm calling him Shorty G because every Chad fucking Gable. Chad Gable yeah. in, in one of the in, in a company with one of the deepest rosters of yep. talent anywhere in the world. Uh, Chad Gable could could go one on one with any of them. Anyone? And, uh, like you know, you it's hard to see what Shorty G's <laughs> sorry. It's hard to see what Chad Gable's ceiling is because yeah. he hasn't been given the opportunity. opportunity correct. But whenever he does have like a thirty minute match or two or five live against Jack Gallagher, for example, one of my favorite matches of the year, like he can step it up, lah. Like. What happens if like Chad Gable gets a thirty-minute match against Adam Cole or Jordan Gargano or, or Seth Rollins? I think he could match up whatever level that his opponent is. Yeah. So I don't know what his ceiling is. For all yeah. I know, his ceiling could be higher than the rest of them. It's just such a waste that it's no been settled with this. Yeah. 
What like, about you? For me, um, it is uh, Kenny Omega is the biggest wasted opportunity of 2019. Uh, it's a bit sad to see uh, that he hasn't really fulfilled or uh, his his potential. Yeah. Uh, I think like he had a classic series of matches in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2019 forms his own company, uh, drops a bunch of times. Uh, could have easily given him the first uh, world championship. Didn't. Uh, he has kind of been um. Middling in the mid card, uh, with uh, yeah, meaningless yeah. matches and and stuff like that. So I don't quite understand what AEW is doing with them uh, or doing with Kenny Omega specifically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a sol- solely wasted opportunity because Kenny Omega could be the biggest star of the company. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I I think it's the whole nepotism thing, lah. I guess he didn't want to see be seen as, you know, um, taking. Oh, and now that I'm the leader of this, uh, mm. um. Promotion, mm-hmm. you know, or I will be world cha- the first world champion and all that. But then, however, mm-hmm. you know, you are Kenny Omega. Yeah. You have, if you were to be the first AEW world champion, yeah, it is more than well deserved, lah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have seen you build this company from nothing. You know, from an uh, a spark of an idea mm-hmm. to you know what it is today, lah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. I I feel it was a misstep, lah. Mm. It's just that you know they were trying to push like these new guys. Like look look at here, these are the new stars mm-hmm. and all that. Again, but it's a wasted thing, lah. You know, mm. you're right. I mean, we've seen Kenny wasted so many times this year. He he stepped aside for Adam Page, a guy who frankly, I mean, I love was him, not ready then, but he wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah he wasn't you know? ready. And yeah. therefore, you know, Chris Jericho being the first champion, lah. Correct. Yeah. Steady hand, lah. All right. Okay. I know. I said last one, but last, last, last. Yeah. One, one more. Okay. Uh, breakout star of the year, like breakout. someone someone that wasn't big in 2018, but in 2019 became massive. <coughs> I would say Shingo. Shingo Takagi. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for the first half of the year, at least, lah, for me, lah. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out of nowhere, man. Like yeah. from, I mean, suddenly he. I was, mean, he's been around, lah. Yeah, but yeah, in, in but you know, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. suddenly in the main MGPW scene and now, all now that. in heavyweight division, some more. Correct. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, for me. Uh, how about you? Um, I'm gonna name three, three stars who were, who were not big in 2018 but have become mm. massive Bobby in 2019. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because of uh, steroids, right? <laughs> 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 I didn't, uh, okay. There's no evidence about that. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm no. Sorry, no, Bobby. No. Don't beat me up. Uh, although um, Bobby Root did get busted for steroids, that's why it's out right now. Oh, a wellness policy. Wellness policy mm-hmm. infringement. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, he, neither of them. Are yeah. In the top three. <laughs> no bobbies. No bobbies. Okay. Uh, breakout stars of 2019. Three people who, not say they weren't big like Shingo Takagi was around. He was mm. obviously a, a successful wrestler. Yeah. Massive this year. Number one biggest breakout star of the year is Rhea Ripley. Oh who, yeah. Who? No doubt. No doubt. Came out of the Mae Young Classic uh, as one of the you know blue chip prospects yeah. to become like the woman in all of pro wrestling today. I'm talking in any company. Yeah. Like Rare Ripley suddenly overnight, or oh, it felt like overnight lah, became like the biggest uh the biggest female uh, star. Okay, yeah. I mean she's been doing steady work in NXT for a very long time, mm. and then suddenly you know when given the opportunity, given the the bronze ring, the brass ring, brass ring, yeah. she grasped it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bronze more uh, more expensive than bronze, bronze. is more expensive, so but could, they, but the, they call it brass, I think. Yeah, the right. brass ring. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, similar to your replay is Keith Lee. Mm. Uh, Keith Lee, who yeah was a successful wrestler, had a, a ton of great matches in NXT. But kind of in the periphery for quite a while since coming to NXT. Yeah, for quite a while, for a long time. In fact, yeah. that was part of his storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Then suddenly this year, in the build up to Survivor Series, he became Boom. just yeah just a star. 
Uh, I mean, like <coughs> he me. he suddenly became like the the number one thing that people would gif every week. Like whether he popped up, <laughs> on, yeah, well, his pounds, or, or when he popped up behind Finn Balor, yeah. or like his his uh, center thing that he did on NXT this week. Yeah, uh, he suddenly became like what the guy, the guy. Yeah, you're right. It's amazing. It is. You know, uh, at number three for me, mm-hmm. uh, Darby Allen in AEW. Uh, oh, suddenly yeah, became a, a star this year. Yeah. Uh, he this was the one guy that they took from obscurity and and Evolve is a respected company but yeah. an obscure company mm. that they legitimately took from obscurity and made into a superstar mm. and they used him very sparingly. You know all yeah. the all his spots are very well earned. The matches he's had against uh, Cody, for example, yep. against Chris Jericho, they uh, were utilized very well to to. To accentuate all his positive angles, you know, the the new enigmatic charisma, as Jim Ross likes to say, yeah. is basically the new Jeff Hardy in with Rey Mysterio's body and athleticism, yeah. with Jeff Hardy's daredevilness, you know, the skating gimmick. He he feels so genuine because you know this isn't a gimmick. He lives the life. La. He lives the gimmick like like Ric Flair did. You know, like he feels like oh, this is the one crazy dude that I believe is crazy in a in a in an industry filled with. People with face pain, uh, yeah, I am nuts, I am psycho, blah blah. There's so many of them, right? The, who, who of them feels genuine? Like I don't believe that Bray Wyatt is really like that. I don't believe uh, Psycho Clown is really like that. Yeah, I believe okay. that W. Allen is what he it's says like he is. Yeah. I'm a skater with a death wish. Mm. If you any, if you've ever seen any of his skating videos, you know that's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, this is it for 2019 hot hits, man. Uh, we'll yeah. be back very soon. Uh, but. Unfortunately, we do have to tell you that we won't be covering uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 immediately. No, no, no. Uh, Hardy will be in Japan not to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Sally, no, I'll be, I'll be missing it. Yeah, he'll be missing it. He'll be in Japan for a company trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he'll only be back on when? I will be back on the 13th. 13th. So when he's back on the 13th, we will cover Wrestle Kingdom both nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as NXT Takeover, NXT UK Takeover, uh, Blackpool Two. Yes, correct. So we'll combine both shows into one massive show. Yes, are we watching it in Japan? Uh, NXT. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming you also watch Wrestle Kingdom in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You down, you like download NJPW World, and then you know. You, <coughs> you, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'll try to get uh the post um, Wrestle Kingdom shows in as well lah. Mm. New Year Dash and everything. Yeah. See whether I can actually get tickets for it. Yeah, but uh, Wrestle Kingdom is uh, two nights this year. Yes. Keep in mind. Fourth and fifth. Like, don't just watch the first night and then like don't tune in the next night. Yeah. Right? Then you're like, wait, where's the heavyweight trip? Yeah, it's the second night. Yeah. Well, where's Chris Jericho versus yeah. Tanahashi? Second night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, actually, Chris Jericho is the hey, first night. The first night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, weirdly enough, the winner of the Intercontinental Title match mm-hmm. and the winner of the World Title match will take on each other. It's a champion versus champion Ooh. match the next night. Yeah, I and forgot. I've, oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah, so the stakes, right? You know. Yeah. Then, then, then it makes like, it almost feels like a semi-final kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I think the losers for both match will face each other to get the next title shot. Makes uh, sense. So it's almost like you know third, fourth placing for second you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, little tournament within a tournament. I mean, no. little tournament within a pay-per-view. AEW likes to say that they are the sports organization, but I mean, a- the NJPW still, still holds yeah, that yeah. title. Yeah, 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 because things do. they do actually make sense. Yeah. You don't have to qualify for a qualifier. Which <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to qualify for a break. Yeah, qualify for a buy, <laughs> And then in the end, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter anyway because you wrestled the same amount of matches. matches. <laughs> Oh, W, I love you. It's just, yeah. you know, do better in 2020. Lah. They will, they will. Do better. All yeah. right, this is me, Hitzer. I'm Hadi. Goodbye, guys. Bye, bye, bye.